Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. And, and, and really taking some great shots at the, at, at what's been happening to X, formerly Twitter, in terms yeah. of, 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 of the white supremacists and white nationalists, um, uh, content that is now running, run, running rampant. And, and, and Ben, just so you know, you know, we're here in Philadelphia. Obviously, there are folks uh, who li- who follow social media and we're, you know, we're live on Facebook right now, but there are a lot of our listeners who they don't, they're not on Twitter, Ben, right? They don't, right. they don't, you know, they're not caught up in social media in the ways that me and you yeah. might be. <laughs> so, so, so especially for, for those folks, can, can you give a sense of like, what the impact has been in those white nationalist, white supremacist spaces post the takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk. Yeah. No, you got to think of it in context of what we were able to do in the aftermath of the George Floyd protests. Mm-hmm. Right. We seized new technology um, or at least new means of using technology that have been forged since um, the Arab Spring, um, since Occupy Wall Street, right? We leveraged those same techniques for George Floyd and it showed immediately how powerful it was. You, you couldn't leave that kind of power on the table for black folks to use again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Elon mm-hmm. Musk came and purchased it. And you got to think also like there are a lot of nations in the Middle East that leveraged it for a lot of the uh, what they call the color revolutions. But, you know, genuine revolutions over there that challenged Saudi Arabia. Right. The right. women's revolution. They used Twitter. Um, Iran and so as well. The Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia joined with Elon Musk to just snatch it away from progressive causes. And now it's rampant with white supremacy. The N-word has gone up by 500 percent, if my memory serves me correctly. Hmm. Um, and so it really is a, a high time for white supremacy on Twitter, all the way to the point where there's audio now of white men planning openly on Twitter, on Elon Musk Twitter, um, violence against black people, planning, publicly planning. They're so comfortable with their racism that they're now publicly planning race massacres around the country and they're organizing it on Twitter. That, that is stunning. And I, and I want to, I want you to kind of get, get us into the nuts of balls a little bit, but let me, let's just clarify something. This is really important. Twitter, when it was Twitter was a platform that organizers use black lives matter folks, folks, progressive folks use it. It's not just organizing in Saudi Arabia, the organized, the women who organized against Iran and, and, and right. that regime also on That's social right. media, right? There's some important movements and also, even now, social media is one of the best places to go to really understand what is going on in Gaza. There, there still are a few Palestinian journalists left alive who were, who were mm. reporting, reporting out from there. But I never, mm. I, I think this framing is really important, Ben, which is because people just probably think like, oh, oh, Elon Musk has more money than God. So he just went and bought Twitter, but yeah, he got funding yeah. from Saudi Arabia. That's right. And they transform the platform. Just break that down a little bit more for for, for us. No, it's a playground for um, white supremacy. It's a playground for Nazism. It's a playground for fake news. Alex, let's put it like this. Alex Jones is a superstar on Twitter now. Wow. Right. The guy who denied Sandy Hook massacre and got sued. And I think he's like going bankrupt. They brought him back on Twitter. He's one of the top performing Twitter stars now, or X. You know, mm-hmm. it's called X, but we're going to call it Twitter for this interview. We're going to call it Twitter for this interview. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's really a play. And so, where we use Twitter to organize for 
revolutionary purposes. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just keep it 100. You know, social mm -hmm. media, generally speaking, uh, Elon Musk took it and he snatched it. And you could see how he has suppressed all of the black voices, all of the progressive voices. Wow. Um, and he is amplifying, intentionally amplifying actual Nazis on there. So it's it's a wild time. It is. And, 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 and the reason why I'm really appreciating your your recent work here is because that kind of uh, usurping of of progressive power requires a watchdog. And, and I'll be honest with you, like, I don't even use Twitter as much anymore because of the way the algorithms operate now. I mean, it feeds you a lot of conservative trash like it just that's, that's right. just kind of how it operates these days so i'm not on it as much i can't even access the people that i really want to follow like i'm even like ben i'm like one of your real followers like i follow you but you will not the, the algorithm will not put you into my feed right and no. so and so that that is frustrating and i guess i'm tuned out but this moment requires a watchdog now i i i, I want to ask you this because as somebody who's covered, like I've covered a lot of, you know, my opening story was about two black boys, you know, caught up in the system. I spent a lot of time covering, you know, black folks in law enforcement and law enforcement, law, uh, police brutality, things like that. And it, it, it taxes you over right. time. Yeah. And so, and so I'm just concerned about you, brother. I mean, you listening to these white supremacists plotting, uh, racial violence and following Man. all of these Nazis online. Tell me how, how does that impact your, your, your mental o o over time? Was it because I <laughs> am I giving signs of wear and tear? Because I'm telling you, man, um, I, I don't want you guys to get dinged, but I have to identify them for what they are. Right. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're from the Jim Crow era. I'll be nice uh, on air. But <laughs> no, it, you know, you, listen, I'm also a pastor. Mm -hmm. Let me let me throw that out there, y'all. Mm -hmm. um, pastor Ben. That's right. Let's go. You know, like people think like, like I'd be playing when I say I'm pa no, I'm Pastor Ben. I was a, I was a pastor before politics. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I left and I just laid into the politics for about a decade and I've come full circle. And the reason I've come full circle is because these people are very serious. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not good on my mental to be able to listen to them conspiring to commit violence against our people simply because we're black and they're working themselves up into a, a, a frenzy doc that that they're hyping themselves up into actually doing something. And, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm from around the Duval area. Mm -hmm. We just recently, less than a year ago, had the Dollar General mass shooting where wow. one of these racist mass shooting white boys drove 45 minutes from his comfortable home in the suburbs mm -hmm. down to the blackest area he could find and killed three people mm -hmm. that manifesto read exactly like this Twitter space on Elon mm -hmm. Musk Twitter. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a direct connection between the ideology and our good old sheriff down here, Sheriff Walker. He's he 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 uh, endorsed Donald Trump. Big, tall black man. You know, wow. I was like, oh, I would like to have him on my side when things go down. Um but he hasn't drawn that connection mm -hmm. between the ideology of the mass shooter and the prevailing ideology of the average white conservative right now, as they can see on Elon Musk Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, so Pastor Ben, do you do you feel like I mean, are the these provocateurs and and sort of white supremacist agents on social media are they actually? the actors or are they just trying to create a space to radicalize 
younger white men who might come across that space. And I think I think making that distinction is important only yes. only, only because, you know, when we're you know, they're always looking for I don't want to say excuses, but the rationale after these racialized shootings and they say, oh, this person was radicalized online or this person was. Rad-. So so are you, can you make a distinction based upon your analysis between the folks who are creating and driving those spaces mm. versus the folks who might just come through and get caught up in it? Good question. I'm glad you asked. Thank you so much for asking me that, because the people who foment what we call stochastic terrorism. Mm. Right? Oh, you got to break that no, down, no. brother. What stochastic terrorism? Break it down. Stochastic terrorism is when your words go out for you. See, it's really it's it's really a spirit, right? They, mm. Your words go out and convince someone else to do the violence for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a case of stochastic terrorism. Ben Shapiro, who has a rap album out now. Um, some of y'all go to my Patreon and help sponsor me a rap reply because I want to respond to this uh, to this white man who decided to use our black tradition to attack blackness. Mm. But Ben Shapiro, who is one of the most famous conservative commentators, he had a supporter of his commit an act of mass shooting in, I believe it was Quebec, where nine people at a mosque were killed. Mm. Turns out he was a supporter and a listener of Ben Shapiro. Wow. Now, this is not a one-off phenomenon. If the good sheriff in Jacksonville, Duval, would do the work of drawing an analysis, he would see that all of these mass shooters are being revved up by these conservative commentators. Mm, and now mm, they're mm. so free, Doc, that they're planning violence openly, publicly on Twitter. I and mean, is, is that even legal? Is, is that even legal? Like, is the FBI onto these guys at all or... Well, I, I don't know. I hope mm. so. I'm sure plenty of people reported it. But, you know, that's one of the reasons why they want to defund the FBI. I, can I can I throw one more thing yes. out here for you? Yes. This is good. Yes. Good black audience. I know you got a good range of black folks over here. Yes. Uh, uh, some who going to hate Joe Biden and some who going to hate that's Donald right. Trump. That's right. But 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 but, but let me say this. Listen, the argument that you should support Donald Trump because he's going to disband the FBI (laughs) should concern us in the year of our Lord 2024 Mm -hmm. because it's not 1964. Mm. If you wanted to disband the FBI in 1964, let's have at it because they were doing more damage than good to the black community. You understand? That's right? right. That's right. Today, the Civil Rights Department of the Department of Justice is probably one of the only institutions in this country that's going to help resolve those murders in Mississippi Mm. that have gone unanswered. Mm. The the only way we're going to get justice in some of these cases is through the FBI and the Department of Justice, but they got a lot of black folks excited about Trump because he's going to go in there and And dismantle it. Yeah, I've always... It's not the Stokely Carmichael FBI. It it uh, is not. It is not. And this 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 is to me what's most terrible about Trump. Is that it's in these institutional situations where Trump will have me wanting to defend the FBI, right? You know? and, and, and knowing the long history of the FBI. But listen, it's also the FBI DOJ who's saying the number one threat in America, the number it's, is domestic terrorism from white supremacists. Come on. Come on. And, 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 and see, that's the nuance that we got to be able to parse as black people because these, these Jim Crow 
Saltines. I should have checked with you before because I got a way of calling them. It's, I'm going to call them. It's a family show. It's a family show, Pastor Ben. Okay, it's a family okay. show. These, 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 these distinguished gentlemen are gathering their uh, national guards mm. um, in in Texas. Mm. They're 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 talking about on a regular um, civil war, second civil war. Um, Pastor have, Ben, I want, I want you, let's I want you to break this down a little bit for us because because Governor Abbott is obviously positioning himself as a hero of some of these 21st century secessionists, for lack of a of, of a better way of framing it. A great way to call and, it. And and they, you know, they they are latching on, and and he's not the only right wing political to do this, but they're really latching on to. Um, the failed U.S. immigration policy and and the real anti-immigration sentiment that runs through not just white folks in the United States, but black folks as well, if we're honest, right? There's, there on. is some there is some anti-immigration sentiment in our community as well. They are tapping right. into that and right. using that. This, you know, I reported on this a little bit earlier. I don't know if it was this week or last week, Pastor Ben, but that whole razor wire thing is 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 so, so crazy to me because razor wire is inhumane, period. Right, right. To use, I don't care if it's on their private property or if it's government property, whatever it is, is inhumane. Right. But they don't even care about that. They don't care about the lives lost and maimed by razor wire. All they care about is using it as a political inflection point right. to create this kind of like 21st century secessionist movement. And he has governors of other states co-signing it, co-signing and sending national guards, men and women, and gender nonconforming individuals over there. Right. They're sending mm-hmm. troops over there and they're going underneath the auspices of protecting Texas from the invasion of the illegals. And it's only but one breath away. I mean, matter. It's not even a breath away. They're actively talking about having a physical confrontation with federal authorities. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. this is not being reported as much on mainstream news. And that's I'm right. trying to figure out why, because it really is a major deal that's going on in Texas. Uh, and it's a powder keg and it's a powder keg that conservatives are trying to explode. That's exactly right. And, and, and maybe the, the, the thinking in mainstream media is that they don't want to give the coverage to it. But I, I, I think that thinking might be a little bit wrongheaded in this sense. You know, we, we need to understand the undercurrents that of the tensions that right wing political figures and elected officials are trying to stoke in terms of states' rights versus federalism. Like right. that, they are on that hard, Pastor Ben. And I don't That's think right. you, I think you're right. The media is not exposing that for us in a way that I think makes sense within that particular context. So how's, I'm, we're, I'm in the media. What, how should we be talking about it for folks to properly understand this whole Governor Abbott states' rights federal, uh, uh federal agent confrontation piece? When I contextualize what's happening in Texas with the recently released mass shooter manifesto mm-hmm. that read exactly like those white supremacists who are on Twitter publicly organizing violence against black people, the proper reaction for black folks should be red alert. Mm. If I'm going to be honest with you, right? I, I'm not, I'm not one. I've been doing this for a long time Mm -hmm. and I've never given in or given way to being bombastic uh, for the sake of bombosity. Right. right. I keep I play it straight. Mm -hmm. These these folks mean business and they have an incentive to act out violence Mm. because democracy doesn't work for them. 
they've run their course. I mean, the, number, the numbers are not in their favor. The numbers aren't in their favor anymore when it comes to democracy. Not at all. Right. They, they might win the electoral college, but they don't win the popular vote. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And you see that they have to throw they throw off millions of voters every single election cycle. Right. And so they, they understand that democracy is not in their favor. Meritocracy is not in their favor. Mm. We, if we get a chance, we got to talk about we got to talk about DEI. Uh, yes, we got oh, to. Ooh, ooh, Listen, so 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 we are I do. I There's two more questions I want to ask you, and I want to leave a little time for some of our callers to ask you some questions as well. But we got to get ready to go to the break. But Pastor Ben, here's what I want to talk about. I do want to talk about DEI or the anti-DEI backlash and the whole meritocracy facade of 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 institutionalized America. And then I also would just want you to share with us how you talk about some of these things from the pulpit, right? Because we got That's a it. lot of churchgoers in our in our listening audience and there's a lot of complex things that, that you and I have covered oh. just in this first segment. So we're going to we're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to ask you to talk through those couple of questions and then we'll try to take a couple of calls before you get out of here. You're listening to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We're live on WRD 900 AM 96.1 FM. I'm in deep conversation with Pastor Ben Dixon about a range of things, including the rise of white supremacy on social media, the forcing of a confrontation between state agents and federal agents in Texas that's getting support from governors around the country and the myth of meritocracy in, 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 in white America. If you want to join the conversation, please give us a call 215-634-8065 or toll free at 1-866-361-0900. We'll be back after these messages. And now back to Evening Words with Dr. James Peterson on WURD, 900 AM and 96.1 FM, Philadelphia. Welcome back to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We are live on WRD, 900 AM, 96.1 FM. We're deep in conversation with Pastor Ben Dixon about a range of things. If you want to join the conversation, please give us a call at 215-634-8065. That's 215-634-8065 or toll free at 1-866-361-0900. Pastor Ben, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Um, you know, it's great, great, great to to have just your clarity and your clear eyed kind of approach to these complicated issues. So I appreciate you. I hope you'll come back on again, brother. We we need your voice um, out here on these airwaves. So and I I don't want to rehearse all the DEI controversies and the anti DEI stuff, but we do have to think about the rise of white nationalism and white supremacy as having multiple pillars. And certainly one of the pillars of it is this backlash against DEI, this anti-DEI backlash, and still trying to hold on to the kind of phantom of, of, of meritocracy in America. So just how are you seeing those things and those pieces? I saw a great post from you where you were like, yo, let's end DEI and let all the college athletes, Division One college athletes go to H- go to HBCUs. <laughs> no, let's, if we're going to do it, let's do it, right? Now, you know, if, you, if you're, if you're, see, here, here's the thing, always look for the false dichotomy. Hmm. They're making it a choice between diversity and meritocracy. Mm. The underlying assumption then is anyone who is diverse is less meritocratic. Mm. 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 So it's not only a mm. false dichotomy, but it's a slap in the face. The nerve of these <laughs> people. When, when, when black folks like just really think about this for me, Doc, like every single black person on the face of this planet has been told since the time they were five years old, you got to be twice as good. Reach. Half as much. Preach. Mm. I really wish black women, particularly black attorneys, would get this in their shanana. 
I need them to feel insulted because they right. know they are the best attorneys in this country. That's right. That's but right. But somebody going to say they are diversity and inclusion pledge. Come please. on. Come on. See, Come on. When you when when see the reason I went back to the church is because God is really good at doing something right here. Well, mm-hmm. not not some things, all things, but this something in particular exposing lies. Mm. This mm-hmm. whole conversation about diversity and inclusion is a lie. It we is. better than they are. They ain't never been supreme. <laughs> and, and and just to be clear, the kind of myth of meritocracy was established in the era of segregation, right? So it's it literally for the United States is established at a time where women and people of color were excluded from the conversation. Think about Jimmy on your job. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I, I want to be sure, like, there's some really hardworking white brothers out there. Shout out to all the union members, all the labor workers, all the people who put their bodies on the line mm-hmm. for your work. I ain't I ain't saying we better than y'all by nature. I'm just saying in this conversation, <laughs> I got to use some rhetoric that's a little inflammatory. <laughs> y'all ain't never been supreme. Come right? on. Come because on. think about this. On your job, how many times have you had to complete the task and somebody white took credit for it? <sighs> Every week, twice during holidays, come on, they, they call you in on the holidays, mm. and they got the nerve to look at you and say you a diversity and inclusion pick, and they can't even finish their assignment without looking over your their shoulder mm. at your work. Hmm. 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 child. So, 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 Pastor Ben, we, you know, how how do you? And I'm not saying that all of these kind of secular things are necessarily important to to hold forth with in the pulpit, but I'm just curious as to someone with the kind of political mind and political mindset that you have, how, what's your approach from the pulpit to, 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 to think and worship with your congregant congregants in a way that is, that, that brings this kind of political sensibility to it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start here. I got it. I got to start here. Okay. The Bible says, send Judah first. Okay. (laughs) We in a fight. Hmm. We gonna send. We when we come to my church, we give God praise first and foremost. Mm-hmm. We 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 lay it out there. Y'all might catch me speaking in tongues. We we praise God, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But then we properly identify that white supremacy is spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm. Simple as that, right? Mm. Christian nationalism, as it treats the people at the border in Texas, in the exact opposite way that Christ treated them, mm-hmm. and the Bible told us to treat them. Christian nationalism is operating in the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. There's more, but <laughs> you know, I don't want to give it all. No, that, it all no, that's that, that, listen, that, that, that is a, that is a, a, a powerful foundation in, in, in and of itself. And I, again, I know I only said a couple of questions, but I, I do have a couple of more. I just w- wondering where. You know, kind of where do we go from here? Obviously, we're we're making the call or raising the call for folks to be more vigilant about some of these things um, that we're seeing. Obviously, it's, it's probably a little bit more pronounced in a presidential year. Um, mm-hmm. But when I'm asking, like, kind of like, where do we go from here? And and I'm not endorsing any candidates or, or that. But I I there are there are a lot of conversations that I think are going to impact and a lot of global situations, I think, that are going to impact right. um, uh, black support uh, right. for either right. one of these candidates. And so and so, you know, I, I you know, there there are callers to this show, Pastor Ben. Yes, sir. Who who, 
have said straight up and down they can't vote for Biden because of their moral assessment of the Biden administration's role in the war on Gaza. Um, um, and, and that's, that's like one of many other issues, right? There are several issues that, that, that I think within the African American community are, are inflection points in so. terms of, of, of now, now I, I'm not saying that those folks are saying the answer is to vote for Trump. Don't, that's not what no. I'm saying. No, for sure. Um, um, but in a state like Pennsylvania, Pastor Ben, black folks n- not voting for Biden, they might go Democrats all the way down. In a state like Pennsylvania, you, you already know this. The Biden administration and the Biden campaign have been to Pennsylvania countless already? times. Yeah. So there's some calculus on the interior sort of uh, organization of the campaign that Pennsylvania is, if not the state, one of the sort of main states that they have to win in order to win reelection. Okay. And I'm telling you, we hear pretty regularly that yeah. folks can't stomach what they see as a genocide uh, of the Palestinian people. And this administration's role in it. Again, I'm not asking you to politicize no, the no. conflict one way or another. I'm just asking you to think with me a little bit about one: how yeah. do how do we talk to those folks, and, and and what are some of the things that we can or should say to them? January 26th, or what's today's date? The the thirtieth. Thirtieth. Thirteen thousand babies. <laughs> Thirteen thousand guys and babies killed. Mm. Um. There is no moral or strategic reason for the Biden administration to continue to support the right wing regime of Benjamin Netanyahu in their genocide. Mm. The United States is getting ready to go down and be culpable for genocide because of their unnecessary, unethical alliance and practically just downright stupid. If you ask me, Mm. George Washington said, have no permanent friends. And here we are going with Benjamin Netanyahu down the road of genocide. Mm. I got to put that out there because now I got to say something that's going to sound like I can completely contradict that. But I prayed about it today, Doc, and I think this is why Mm. this is why you asked me this question. I got to now I got to do something evil now. Mm. Because for me to vote for Joe Biden is an expression of evil. Hmm. But I do know what's coming with Donald Trump. It's not just Donald Trump. It is a legion of white supremacists who are salivating for the opportunity to act out violence against us. Wow. So now we're not talking about the lesser of two evils. We're talking about devil number one and devil number two. Devil number two wants to kill us. Mm. They're making it clear. Devil number one is making it easy to kill Palestinians. So if I vote for Joe Biden, I am committing an act of evil. And it's the it's the evil that I have to bear because I can't watch these white supremacists get power and do to us what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. Mm, mm, mm. We got time for, for, for one quick call, Pastor Ben, before we got to let you go. Uh, we got Brother Joe from Northeast. Brother Joe, welcome to Evening Words. Do you have a question or comment for Pastor Ben? I, I have a comment, rather. I mean, as an immigrant myself, the issue with the border, it seems to be used as a scapegoat because they don't want to deal with the real issue mm. and the issue in the black community and the brown community. So now when you have people who feel that something is taken away from them, they have to blame somebody for it. Mm-hmm. And you have somebody with a speech that say, you know what, I'm going to make America great again. People are going to get involved and behind it mm. because they themselves, the majority of them, they are not 
enjoying the, the, the privilege that they used to have. Hmm. So that's the situation. And as far as the, the two evils that the pastor is talking about, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. And uh, we have, unfortunately, only two. We don't have other choices here. Mm-hmm. So it's either you're going to go with the number one or number two. And we know that the other one is not good for us at all. Mm-hmm. So how do we use our vote to get what we need? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the work that we have to do now. Th- thank thank you. you. Thank you so much, Brother Joe. And, and Pastor Ben, just to be clear, that is true in states like Pennsylvania, not as true in New Jersey or in New York or in California. You know, that's right. I don't want to I don't want to like it doesn't have to yeah. be, you know, New York, California. There are some states where that's not the case. But in Florida, I'm in, in Pennsylvania, Florida. Ohio, Wisconsin, it is. Florida. What it is. I, yeah, I'm, I'm in Florida. So I got to make that choice. Like, I'm, I'm, I really have to bear that burden mm-hmm. because I do understand. Here, but here's something um, just just a little bit shot in Florida uh, that black folks can do if they're so brave. Uh, around the South, we're getting ready to come to the GOP primaries in the South. Mm. Uh, and in a lot of the Southern states, they have open primaries. Might I suggest in states like Louisiana, where you don't have any really, you know, good candidates there locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. You have great candidates there locally. The party is not running anybody efficiently in Louisiana. There we go. Mm-hmm. Let me correct myself before I get my mm-hmm. head cut off. <laughs> But in states like that, I would like people to consider and debate. And Dr. Peterson, what do you think about us going and voting for Nikki Haley in states like that to undermine the MAGA movement as much as we can? Because if you're in a state where your vote really is going to be sandbagged Mm -hmm. because the party ain't doing nothing there, get creative with your weapon. Listen, I so I'm 100 percent with this political strategy. Now, it's a complicated strategy. Because because this is the same Nikki Haley who said this country was never a racist. The same Nikki Haley who said slavery has nothing to do with civil civil war like it is that. But and this is, again, really tricky. Former Governor Nikki Haley has the best shot to ding Trump up along the way. Um, and that it makes the general election more difficult. If by some miracle she she becomes a nominee, then. Then you got to look at the data we're seeing with her up against Biden, and she polls very well against Biden in a, in a general election. So, Pastor Ben, that's that's a very tricky, risky gambit, right? Yeah, it's a risky gambit. Well, you know, well here here's here's the thing though. If you ask me as a black man, I'm gonna answer as a yeah, black man. Yes, look, sir. Yes, sir. It's between that white supremacy. See, see, Joe Biden is not doing well right now. That's right. Joe Biden could really legitimately lose to Donald Trump. That's right. If we're going to play this game of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, I don't know how it's going to play out. I got you. Mm-hmm. I would rather deal with a president, Nikki Haley, than Joe Biden. I mean, I'm sorry. No, nope, no. Nope, Donald correction. Trump. Donald I, Trump. I hear you. you. I hear you. OK. OK. All right. That's like I said, that's a that's a compli- complicated calculus, but I get it. I got to prioritize black. You know, I got to hey. prioritize black people hey. right here, because hey. if Donald Trump's contingency gets in, I don't know that we're going to have peaceful days ahead. Mm, mm, mm. Pastor Ben Dixon, I, I am sorry that I got to let you go, good brother, but I really hope you can come back on these airwaves and and Anytime, and, and, and chop it up with you. I appreciate you coming on Evening Words today. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 